Well, Russian President Vladimir Putin is here in Abu Dhabi, where he is holding talks with UAE President Mohammed bin Zayed Al Nayyan. It's been fairly rare for Mr. Putin to travel outside of Russia since his invasion of Ukraine almost two years ago. But he received a warm welcome here a short time ago with the UAE military jet flyover past his limousine route and a full military salute. For more on this, let's bring in uh, CNN's Frederick Pleitkin in Berlin. Look, it is not unusual uh, this week or this past week mm. to see foreign dignitaries and leaders of countries uh, coming into the UAE. Of course, it, it's, it is hosting the COP28 meeting in Dubai at present. So what more, though, do we know about Mr. Putin's visit to the UAE and the wider region? And what, what is he trying to achieve? Well, I think it's several things, Becky, and I think that this visit, uh, as we've just seen there on that video <clears throat> that you were just playing, is extremely important to the UAE and, of course, later to Saudi Arabia, but very important to Vladimir Putin uh, as well. And I think, I think some of the images that we've seen, especially with that flyover, with that salute, but also with the escort that Vladimir Putin got, I think it is showing how important this visit is also to the UAE and the message uh, that uh, the UAE and Saudi Arabia are trying to send to the United States and also to the rest of the world, uh, saying that, look, they are America's allies. They're very important Amer uh, allies for the United States in the Middle East, but they also want to continue working and having pragmatic relations with the Russian Federation and with Vladimir Putin. I did see some of the opening remarks in that meeting uh, with the UAE president where he, the UAE president himself, said that the UAE is Russia's most important trading partner in the Middle East. Vladimir Putin, as you've noted, uh, himself then saying that the relations between the UAE and Russia are at an all-time high. Now, of course, all this comes as the United States and its European allies have been trying to isolate Russia on an international stage. And that's certainly something where the message that I think we're seeing from Vladimir Putin today, which is one that the Russians have been sending for quite some time now, is that Russia will not be isolated internationally. Russia is too big to be isolated internationally. And Russia is certainly too important in player, especially in the hydrocarbon sector, to be isolated in the Middle East. So definitely a very important meeting. And I think some of the things that they are going to be talking about, because of course there is also a very important official agenda as well, they are also quite telling. One of the things, of course, the Israel-Hamas war, where Vladimir Putin has sort of been trying to style himself as, on the one hand, being on the side of the Palestinians, of course, re repeatedly calling for a Palestinian state, but still also wanting to be a mediator. Of course, he is a very important player in Israel also, with such a large chunk of the Israeli population having Russian roots. So certainly, Vladimir Putin trying to style himself that way, trying to inject himself into politics in the Middle East, uh, and at the same time, of course, remaining an extremely important economic player as well, Becky. Mm, fascinating. Thanks. Fred Pleiken on the story for you. Well, while Vladimir Putin visits Abu Dhabi today, G7 leaders are meeting virtually this hour with the Ukrainian president, Vladimir Zelensky. Reports say that this meeting is a show of support for Ukraine in its war with Russia. Well, the conflict has been raging for nearly two years. Right now, Russian forces are pressing on with a large-scale attack on the uh, eastern Ukrainian town of Advika. CNN following a group of Ukrainians there called the White Angels. As Anna Corrin explains, this team brings much-needed supplies to people still living in the war zone. At a warehouse stocked with humanitarian aid, 23-year-old police officer Dmitro Solovy picks up supplies. 
Food, water, hygiene products and a generator are on the list. He's part of the White Angels unit and they're heading to his hometown of Avdivka in the Donetsk region on the Eastern Front, where one of the most fierce and bloody battles is being waged in the war in Ukraine. Yeah, uh, I was born in this town, he tells me. My neighbours are there, my relatives, my friends. It's my duty to help them. We are their hope. But getting to Avdivka is a death trap. Shortly after leaving us with his GoPro rolling, he spots Russian shelling through the windscreen. Look, the bomb has landed. Report incoming of an ugly bastard. And there's another one, he tells his colleague. Russian artillery, mortars and drones target the road, and yet Dmitro remains calm. This perilous journey has become routine, despite multiple close calls. Driving past the sign that proudly states Avdivka is Ukraine, the town of once 30,000 residents is now deserted, devoid of the living, as almost every single building has been shelled. But surprisingly, some people still live here including Dr. Vitaly Sintnik, head of the local hospital. Diagnosed with terminal cancer, he's decided he's not going anywhere. We have a job and we do it, he explains. He called the White Angels to evacuate a man who'd just been injured from shrapnel. As they load him into the van, the idle chatter is interrupted. Minka. Minka. Incoming, it's a mortar, explains the doctor. Sometimes it rustles and then bang, that would be a tank. As the explosions get louder, it's time to go. This is the road to Avdivka. There is one way in, one way out. We are not allowed to travel to the town, which is 17 kilometers away. The military has banned all media, saying it's just too dangerous. But for the White Angels, they travel on this road multiple times a week, risking their lives to support the less than 1,300 people still living in the town. As the White Angels begin the dangerous drive out, Dimitro reflects. It's very sad what's happening to my town, but one day we'll rebuild Avdivka and I will live there with my grandchildren. We just need to believe. A belief that keeps this community among the ruins alive. Anna Corin, CNN, on the outskirts of Avdivka, Ukraine.